Good things. You know, uh, of uh, I mean, there are many scriptures you can take for Christmas, but this one's uh, in uh, John 18, uh, verse 36 and 37. And it's uh, at Jesus's trial, and it's towards the end of his life here on earth. And that's where he makes this uh, statement, John 18, John 18, 36 and 37. And here's what he says. Uh, first, he talks about the kingdom. And he says, my kingdom is not of this world. If it were, my servants would fight to prevent my arrest by the Jewish leaders. But my kingdom is from another place. Uh, nope, that's not it. Where is it? Just one sec. Uh, oh, yeah, it is. John 18, 37. You're a king then, said Pilate. Jesus answered, you say that I'm a king. And then listen to this. That's what we'll be looking at. Um, in fact, the reason I was born and came into the world is to bear witness to the truth. Everyone on the side of the truth listens to me. For this purpose, another version says, for this purpose I was born and for this purpose I have come into the world to bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. In the message, it says, I was born and entered the world so that I could witness to the truth. Everyone who cares for truth, who has any feeling for the truth, recognizes my voice. And so um, we echo that anthem then now, saying, for this purpose I was born, for this purpose you were born. And what is this purpose? That you and I have been born into this world to bear witness to the truth to bear witness to the truth. And in today's world, it's pretty difficult, eh? Because to claim absolute truth uh, today is to be labeled immoral, uh, intolerant, bigoted, prejudiced, because nobody wants to uh, uh, ever claim absolute truth. It's always um, relative and so, in a sense, morality today demands that we succumb or we agree with relativism. And it almost seems to be the definition of a free society. And so from Trudeau to uh, every other person you can think of talks about how um, everything is relative, nothing is absolute in any area in life. And into that mixture, God wants us to step in and into that world, Jesus injects us and he's saying to us, hey, you guys have to begin to say what I said in John 18, 37, that for this purpose, I was born. And for this purpose, I came to this world to bear witness to the truth. So how do we go about this? What do we do? I just want to touch on that. It won't take long, surprisingly. Uh, one, the first thing I have to do is realize that tr truth is a person. Truth is a person. That truth is a person. John 14, 6, I am the way, the life, and the truth. The truth is a person. And he is best conveyed by... How do you best convey the truth? If he's a person, one, you do it by talking about him. Two, you do it by walking like him. Three, you do it by bringing him alive or demonstrating the risen Christ. 
three things that I have to keep in mind if I want to bear witness to the truth. And for this reason, he was born. And if I'm born again, this is the reason I am born too. If you want purpose for 2022, start here. For this reason, I am alive in 2022 to bear witness to the truth. For this reason, I will be entering 2022 to bear witness to the truth. And truth is a person called Jesus. And so how best to convey the truth? One, by talking about him. Two, by walking like him. Three, by demonstrating or bringing alive this Jesus of the gospel and the risen Christ. That's where you start. The second thing is, um, and this may not sound like a Christmas message at times, but it lies at the crux of the Christmas message. Eh? For this purpose, I was born that I may bear witness to the truth. That's what Jesus said. And so then again, it's our turn now to say, for this purpose, I was born to bear witness to the truth. This is the reason he was born, guys. And this is the reason you and I are born again, to bear witness to the truth. So the second thing we have to do if we want to bear witness to the truth is you have to be indifferent to people's opinion. You have to be indifferent to people's opinion without being rude, without being intrusive, without being imposing. You have to be indifferent to people's opinion. If you go to Mark chapter 12, verse 14, Mark 12, 14. Mark 12, 14. Look at what they said of your master, the one that you're bowing before, the one that we are singing to, or the one that we are glad was born uh, on a day like this. Here's what it says in Mark 12, 14. And they came and said to him, teacher, we know that you are true and do not care about anyone's opinion. For you are not swayed by appearances, but truly teach the way of God. And then they tried to set him up and trap him. But the fact remains that the, the word had gotten around that your master, your Lord, your savior, the one that they sing to, that this Jesus that we so highly talk of and hold in esteem, of him was said that we know you are true and you do not care about anyone's opinion. For you are not swayed by appearances, but you truly teach the way of God. So the first point was, if I want to bear witness to the truth, for this purpose I was born. And Jesus said this, for this purpose, I'll keep repeating it. For this purpose, I was born to bear witness to the truth. And Jacob, for this purpose, you were born and you're entering 2022 so that you may bear witness to the truth. How? One, by bringing alive or by conveying Jesus, by talking about him, by walking like him, and by demonstrating or giving evidence of his works. Whose works? The Jesus of the Gospels and the risen Christ. Second, by being indifferent or not caring about people's opinions. Why is this important today? Because we live in a time where to claim that there is any absolute truth is to be bigoted, is to be immoral, is to be intolerant, is to be prejudiced, and it goes against the grain of what is today a free society. Third, we bear witness to the truth by surrendering afresh every day to the spirit of truth, by surrendering afresh every day to the spirit of truth, by surrendering afresh every day 
to the spirit of truth. There is something the Holy Spirit can do in my life if I surrender afresh to him, because he's called the spirit of truth. Go to John 15, verse 26. John 15, verse 26. Starting at verse uh, 25. But the word that is written in the law must be fulfilled. They hated me without a cause. Then verse 26. But when the helper comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who proceeds from the Father, he will bear witness about me. And you will also bear witness because you have been with me from the beginning. It's very odd, eh? Here is, an odd, here is a measure that you need to measure yourself by. If you have been with him for a while, then it must be normal for you or natural for you to bear witness to him. And if you are not, then you must question whether being with him is actually really being with him or not. So let me read those verses again. When the helper comes, as in when the Holy Spirit comes, whom I will send, as in Jesus will send from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who proceeds from the Father, he will bear witness about me. This is, this is something the Holy Spirit does. We'll talk about that a little later. And you will also, as in we guys will also bear witness because you have been with me from the beginning. So Jacob, if you've been with him for 33 years, are you bearing witness to the truth? One of the ways I need to do it is by surrendering afresh to the Spirit of truth. Fourth, one of the ways that we bear witness to the truth is by not compromising the truth when it doesn't work or when people don't follow. By not compromising the truth to win a following, by not compromising the truth when it, is, it isn't working. But letting the word of God and the voice of God trouble people and change hearers. Even when people don't listen, I'm not talking about unbelievers. It doesn't matter, be it believers or unbelievers. What often happens is when it doesn't work or when people are not willing to listen or when people are not following, it's very easy to begin to compromise or change the shape of truth so that it becomes more palatable, more agreeable, more acceptable. And we all do that to some degree or the other. And yet, you see in John 18, 38, John 18, 38. Sorry, did I say John 18, 38? Um, sorry, John, John 8, 47. John 8, 47, sorry. John 8, 47. There'll be times when people don't listen to the truth you have to say. Um, at times like that, you've got to remember some of Jesus' words. He says, whoever is of God hears the words of God. The reason why you do not hear them is that you're not of God. Go to verse 45. But because I tell, tell the truth, you do not believe me. Sometimes truth won't be believed. Sometimes people won't believe it because they're not aligned with God. But I cannot compromise the truth or change the truth or alter the truth to suit the convenience of people or to make them feel happy. 
it's not done. You cannot do that. When it doesn't work, stick with it. Don't change it. That's how we bear witness to the truth. Next one. Guys, people are sanctified or set apart or consecrated only by the truth. It's not possible to set someone apart as in, uh, set them apart for God. It is not possible to consecrate them as in, um, um, render them holy unto God. It's not possible to sanctify them as in, bring them to a place where they are dedicated to God. It is not possible to do that with a church, with an unbeliever, with a believer. It is not possible to do that without truth. How do we know that? In John 17, 7, Jesus actually prays it. John 17, 17. John 17, 17. John 17, 17. He's praying for his disciples and he says, they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. The message puts it this way. Make them holy, consecrated with the truth. Your word is consecrating truth. What does that mean? That means that if I want to be set apart for God, I cannot do it without the consecrating, sanctifying, setting apart nature of the word of God, either read or spoken or lived under. If there's one thing that all of us can benefit in 2022 is to increase living under, reading, hearing, being taught the word of God, because it is one of the few things that sets you apart, sanctifies you, consecrates you. David discovered this long ago in the Psalms when he said, oh God, how shall a young man keep his ways pure? By devouring your word. Um, it is possible to use truth unlovingly, especially when what you're being especially when what you're saying is being rejected. Eh? You see that in Luke chapter 9, verse 53 to 56. So Jesus goes to Samaria and he's beginning to speak in Samaria. And as he begins to speak in Samaria, the Samaritans reject him in Luke chapter 9, 53 to 56. And the reason they reject him is because he has set his face like flint towards Jerusalem and he's heading towards Jerusalem. And the Samaritans knew that... Um, Jerusalem was not a place that they thought highly of. And if Jesus was heading to Jerusalem, they were going to reject it. And so here is Jesus speaking the truth to the Samar guys in Samaria, and they reject him. When they reject him, here's what James and uh, John do. They decide to call down fire upon the Samaritans. And so sometimes when you speak the truth and it is rejected, be it with your children, be it with people in the church, be with uh, non-believers, when you speak the truth and it is rejected, it is often possible to use truth unlovingly. And Jesus' immediate rebuke was, hey, you guys are not of the same spirit as me. So that happens on one hand. On the other hand, Jesus didn't say, okay, guys, let's put our, put our differences aside. Let's unite. Let's sing Kumbaya together. He didn't say that. The next verse in, um, says that when Jesus found that the Samaritans rejected him, he moved on to the next village. 
Sometimes I have to speak the truth and move on. I have to speak the truth to you. I have to speak the truth to unbelievers. I have to have this truth spoken to me. And if I don't receive it, you need to move on. You don't use it unlovingly against me. You need to move on. Because truth is not used unlovingly. Be careful also, especially at times like this when we have COVID and all these regulations and restrictions happening. Be careful that you don't let truth get lost in the weeds by arguing about unimportant things like washing hands, Hillsong, dancing, or masking. It is not important. Let it go. When Christians begin to argue about these things, we waste precious currency that can be used to discuss greater truths. So don't let truth get lost in the weeds by arguing about unimportant things like washing hands, hill songs, dancing, or masking. First Timothy 1 verse 4 and 5. First Timothy 1 verse 4 and 5. This was Paul's advice. He says, make sure you don't devote yourself to myths and endless genealogies which promote speculations rather than stewardship from God that is by faith. The aim of our charge is love that issues from a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith. Reading from the message, apparently some people have been introducing fantasy stories and fanciful family trees that digress into silliness instead of pulling the people back into the center, deepening faith and obedience. The whole point of what we are urging is simply love, love uncontaminated by self-interest and counterfeit faith, a life open to God. Here's another thing I wanted to touch on. Be aware that the truth can pierce and wound. Be aware that the truth can pierce and wound. And why am I bringing that up? Because we live in a time where emotional offense becomes a criteria for deciding if love has been shown. Emotional offense or offense taken when the truth is said because you've been emotionally hurt becomes a criteria of whether the person has been loving or not. And it's a wrong measure. When love is defined by the response of the person being loved, um, you lose the battle. When love is defined only by the person being loved, you lose the battle. As in, there are times when the truth will hurt. All of us have been here. I've had truth spoken to me and it hurt. And my reaction was either retaliatory or um, um, regressing or upset or angry or hurt. But as you mature, you find that it takes you longer to hurt and be offended. As you mature, you find that it takes longer to be hurt and offended. Michael W. Smith, I've mentioned this before, um, four or five years ago, he was being interviewed on TV uh, on New Year's Eve. And they asked him, what is the one thing you want happening in the new year? And his answer just blew me away. His answer was, I just wish that for the next year, the entire year, that I would never be offended, that I would not take offense. I never thought of that, that that would be a desire that one should run after, that I will not be offended. Man, if I can get there, boy, 
where I'm not even pretending that I'm not offended. I'm not even going to God and saying, oh God, I'm sorry, uh, but I feel really offended. Now that I don't even get offended. Because here's the truth. The truth wounds and hurts, but it cannot be used as a criteria of whether you are loved or not. A person can be genuinely loved and feel hurt or offended, but it does not diminish the value of the love shown. You see this in the Bible, eh? You see the ultimate act of love, which was Jesus dying on a cross, and you see such different reactions. In John 19, 27, you see uh, Mary and John standing at the foot of the cross and crying. And then you see Matthew, you see in Matthew 27, verse 41 to 44, people enraged, angry, the Pharisees hanging around the bottom of the cross saying, hey, if you are all that you say you are, come off the cross. How come you can't save yourself? The ultimate act of love had two different reactions. One caused offense, one caused sorrow. And if you listen to Jesus' words to his adversaries, if you listen to Jesus' words to his disciples, if you listen to Jesus' words to his listeners, man, he could be quite offensive. He, his words had the potential to hurt, and very often they hurt and offended people. I mean, how many times did he say to his disciples, how come you have such small faith? Where is your faith? He turned to the Pharisees, he called them, uh, whitewashed tombs and serpents. He turned to one of his favorite disciples, Jesus, and said, get thee behind me, Satan. He turned to James and John, who he treasured, and said, you're not of the same spirit as me. He turned to some of his listeners who were religious and said, you follow your father, the devil. He turned to Judas and said, so you say you're a friend, but you betray me with a kiss. He often said to his disciples, how come you guys are so dull? Paul would do the same thing. At one point he turns to the Galatians and said, if you guys are so interested in circumcision, why don't you just go and circumcise yourself completely? Like literally emasculate yourself. Paul took issue with how Peter behaved and he called Peter on it. Paul took issue with how Mark behaved, called Mark on it. Our intent is to love when we speak the truth in a way that blesses, in a way that draws people out of their sorrow and pain. But please understand that sometimes the truth will hurt. Jacob, this is so not a Christmassy message. I agree. So Jesus was not born to keep secret the truth of God. Neither are you born to keep secret the truth of God. You're supposed to bear witness to the truth. Supposed to bear witness to the truth. And that takes us, John 18, 37 takes us to Acts 1, 8. You're supposed to bear witness to the truth. And then you go to Acts 1, 8, and you have this amazing statement where it says, and the power of the Holy Spirit shall come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. And just when you think that's 
the end, it takes you right back to Luke chapter one, verse 25 or 35, where it says that the overshadowing power of the Holy Spirit shall be upon you, Mary, and you shall conceive of the Holy Spirit and you shall give birth to a son called Jesus and he shall save the world from sins. At the end of the day, my prayer as we finish today is that, Father, could you make Acts 29 a church that understands that the purpose Acts 29 is born, the purpose each person at Acts 29 lives is to bear witness to the truth. And it's by the Holy Spirit we do that, eh? Acts 1.8, let me read it again. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Guys, we sing that song, Joy to the World. One of the things we have to realize is that the Holy Spirit is heaven's reply to every curse on earth. The Holy Spirit is heaven's reply to every curse on earth. If you go to Galatians 3, verse 13 and 14. Galatians 3, verse 13 and 14. Galatians 3. Verse 13 and 14. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone who is hung on a tree. So that in Jesus Christ, the blessings of Abraham might come to the Gentiles, so that we might receive the promised spirit through faith. Let me read in the message. Christ redeemed us from that self-defeating cursed life by absorbing it completely into himself. Do you remember the scripture that says, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree? That is what happened when Jesus was nailed to the cross. He became a curse and at the same time dissolved the curse. And now because of that, the air is cleared and we can see Abraham's blessing is present and available for non-Jews too. We are all able to receive God's life, his spirit in and with us by believing just the way Abraham received it. keep coming back to the same thing. Father, I was born for this purpose to bear witness to the truth. And the truth is your son, Jesus Christ. I will learn to be indifferent to the opinions of the world. I realize that I may be called bigoted. I may be called prejudiced. I may be called immoral. I may be called narrow-minded. But I will not pay attention to the opinions of men. I will not compromise the truth, shave it off, because it is not working or because people are not accepting it. I will not use it in a way that hurts. But if the truth offends in its being spoken, so be it, oh God. If people do not accept it, I will move on to the next village. I realize, Father, that there are times when you will speak truth into my life through people, and I will be offended by it, and I may hurt. But my intent is that I'll keep maturing so that when truth is spoken, I will not sulk. So that when truth is spoken, I will not shrink, I will not retaliate, I will not regress, but I will humble myself to receive it because truth is best received when I'm humble. Father, I recognize that your spirit is the spirit of truth and that he has been given to me so that I may know you, but also so that I may bear witness to your son. Father, you're fast forwarding me to Acts 1 8. 
And in Acts 1.8, the power of the Spirit is upon me that I may bear witness again to the truth in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I will bear witness to the Jesus of the Gospels. I will bear witness to the Jesus of the Gospels by talking about him. I will bear witness to the Jesus of the Gospels by walking like him. I will bear witness to the Jesus of the Gospels by demonstrating and giving evidence of his works, by attempting to do the works. I know I can't do them, but I have the spirit of truth in me who bears witness to the truth. And truth is a person, and the person is Jesus of the Gospels and the risen Christ. I was born for this purpose, to bear witness to the truth. I'll bear it to my own self. I'll bear it to my family. I'll bear it to my friends. I will bear it to the church that I'm a part of. I'll bear it to the ones that have been placed in my charge. If I wound them, I will do everything in my power to draw them into a deeper experience of God and his joy. But I will not compromise on the truth just because it offends or hurts. Because it will. I still remember that time, Jesus, when you turn to Peter in his passionate um, moment where he says to you, even if everyone else betrays you, I will not betray you. And you turn to him and you said something that would appear similar on when you said, before the cock crows three times, you would have denied me three times. And when that happens, he looks at me, starts weeping so profusely because he knew that the truth had been spoken and it pierced him like no other. And yet you were there on the beach when he knelt before you and you grabbed him and restored him. It's all that this verse, Father, that we're talking about in John 18, 36 and 37 was a verse that was spoken at your trial, at your son's trial. He spoke it just before the end of his life. He spoke it to Pilate, who said, so what is the truth? And that's when your son says, for this reason I was born, to bear witness to the truth. Father, this is critical for Acts 29. I pray that you'll give us the courage because we lack the courage. We lack the courage because we are afraid of people. We live in a society where absolute truths are laughed at. Jesus, I need courage. I need courage. So as we sing this next song, Father, I just pray that we'll be able to do what we need to. So I'm going to ask Sheldon and Jane to lead in this song, which summarizes what we've been talking about. And then we'll come back and end with Silent Night.
blinded. Jesus blinded all my darkness. He sparked my heart within. His grace and mercy lit a passion. Consume my sin. Now like a city on a hilltop. glory 
I will not hide. I am a lamp made for his glory. I will not hide. I will not Father, we thank you that um, we are lamps made for your glory, Father. And that's the whole purpose that we were created for. Our whole purpose was so that we could bear witness for you, so that we could be lamps shining for you, Father. But we're not supposed to be lights on a hill put under a basket. But that in each one of our lives, Father, I pray that we'll remove the baskets off our lives so that we will be on a hill and the whole city can see the whole the whole neighborhood, the whole city, the whole nation will see us shining for you, Father. No more will we hide under our baskets, but we remove those baskets off of our lives, Father, so that we shine for you, so that we display you, so that we talk like you, we walk like you, so that when people look at us, they don't see Jillian, they don't see Jane, they don't see Jacob, they don't see our own selves, but they see, hey, that's Jesus. That that person is walking like Jesus. There's something different about how that person is walking. So, Father, I thank you for this word that you've given us as we as we end one year and we step into another year, but we step into another year with you, Father. That's one of my favorite things about Christmas being at the end of the year, is that we're stepping into the new year with you, with your birth, with your life, Father, with a reminder that we walk with your life, your life living inside of us because you walking on this earth made it so that we can now walk with you we can now be your hands and feet we can be your body going here going there being blown about um as it says in job 37 that we are we are clouds filled with you that you then get to direct i'm just gonna um read that verse says he loads the clouds with moisture and he scatters his lightning through them. At his direction, they swirl around over the face of the whole earth to do whatever he commands them. He brings the clouds to punish people or to water his earth and show his love. And Father, that's what we're to be. We're to be loaded with your truth so that we go where you send us, so that we scatter across the earth, Father, so that we can bring your love, your peace, your your correction, your direction across the earth, Father. So I thank you, Father, for, for this reminder that you've given us tonight to go out and spread your truth, which is you, Father, displayed through us across the earth, in our jobs, in our cities, in our homes, in our neighborhoods, wherever we go and everything we do, Father. So I thank you, Father, for what you've started here. And I pray that we have the boldness and the courage to step out and live this each day and every moment of each day, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, guys, just turn to John 1837, preferably NIV, preferably ESV. I want to read it together. 
twice. John 1837 ESV. Uh, starting it for this purpose, just that one line. Okay, together. For this purpose, I was born. And for this purpose, I have come into the world to bear witness to the truth. One more time. For this purpose, I was born. And for, for this purpose, I was born. For this purpose, to bear witness to the truth. One last time. For this purpose, I was born. For this purpose, I have come into the world to bear witness to the truth. Let's sing Silent Night. Um, I believe the roads uh, leading to 4708 Joyce were really slippery. Um, uh, this guy, Jeevan, uh, uh, tried going there, but turned back or, and came back because the roads were very slippery around 41st. So I'm glad we didn't uh, uh, live stream or meet there today. That aside, uh, I spoke to Jeremy about this, so I've taken his permission. He tested positive uh, for COVID. It was a rapid uh, antigen test. Um, so I just pray for him. Uh, he said he was feeling slightly feverish, but no other symptoms. So just pray that by tomorrow morning, even though he has to quarantine, that he will surprisingly be free from any symptoms. And uh, I pray God that Acts 29 becomes a Goshen where people can come and find refuge and not be ravaged by um, whatever happens in the world. Eh? Goshen is a place where the land is fruitful. It's the best land possible. And I pray that that, uh, that is something that God will do through us, for us, and for others. So just pray that too. And let's just sing this song. I love this song. Uh, maybe we should dim the lights and all. I don't have candles, so the best I can do is dim the lights. Yeah, yeah. Can you switch this one? There's, there's, there's a switch right here. One more. He he touched the switch and there was this static, so he got a shock.
next verse. deliberately change the words to God with us, revealed through us. Because we want to bear witness to the truth. Emmanuel, God with us, we got to bear witness to the truth of the God who is with us, the with us God. Got to bear witness to the truth. Father, give us the ability in 2022 to do this. Give me the ability starting right now to do this. Even between now and the 31st, give us an opportunity to bear witness to the truth of who you are to someone that hasn't heard of it before. Father, before I close, I, I don't know if there, I don't know who all are listening, Father, I haven't checked. But if someone hasn't received Jesus Christ into their lives, I rarely do this, but I just feel right now that if you haven't received Jesus Christ into your life and you're listening to this, then here is the truth. That the reason Jesus was born was to bear witness to the fact that God has always been a father. That he is longing to receive you as his child. But the only way you can step up and be his child and be restored to God who has always been a father is by receiving Jesus Christ as your master. By receiving Jesus Christ as the one who died on the cross for your sins, paid the penalty for all the wrong things you've done in the past, in the present and in the future. That on a night like this, he was born of a virgin. That he is absolute God. That he came down to the earth and lived in the flesh. That he did not sin. That he was crucified and he died. They buried him and he rose again in three days. He appeared to over 500, 600 people. Historically, he exists. And then he ascended after 40 days and is seated at the right hand of God. 
as the Lord of heaven and earth forever and evermore. You don't need to understand everything, but you need to recognize it. And if you do, whether you're listening to this right now or in some time in the future, then you, as it says in John chapter one, receive the right to be called a child of God. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Hey, for this one, everybody unmute and let's make some noise. Feliz Navidad. Feliz I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. 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 I want to wish you a I wanna wish you a merry I wanna wish you a merry I wanna wish you a merry from the bottom of my heart. I wanna wish you a merry I wanna wish you a merry from the bottom of my heart.
just how fast this one horse open sleigh really is and so we have a card for jacob and so we're going to see how quickly it can get to his house so we're going to give it to brandon and we're going to see how long it takes for a canada post to make a delivery on christmas eve Yay! <laughs> wow this is exciting <laughs> make it fast man <laughs> um so just um while brandon's uh, making our delivery seeing how quick of a delivery we can make if anybody has anything they would like to say to jacob or thank jacob they have they better be really fast because the delivery shouldn't take too long so you have like five seconds each if anybody would like to say something please put up your hand and you can unmute yourself thank you jacob from all of us amen Merry Christmas, Jacob. <laughs> He's right here. <laughs> I'm keeping a note of the guys who uh... Elisa, thou, Jacob. <laughs> Thank you, Jacob, for leading us and being a great example. Thanks, Mark. Happy Christmas. Who was that? Merry oh, Christmas. Hey, can you guys say Merry Christmas to Pastor Jacob? Yeah, put it on you guys. This is so personal, it's really touching my heart. <laughs> Jacob, you're such a humble guy. We really appreciate you. All righty. You... Um, we're very honest there. I really appreciate you. Merry Christmas, Jacob. And everyone. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Jacob. Thank you. Thanks, Gisela. Say Merry Christmas, Jacob. 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 <laughs> Brandon's taking forever, man. <laughs> I'll say Merry Christmas, Jacob, too. He no, he hasn't buzzed yet. Oh, he's from yeah. Hey, guys, so uh, while we're waiting and we've exhausted saying Merry Christmas to Jacob, thank God for that. Um, Merry Christmas. <laughs> Hey, so on uh, Sunday, we'll see how the weather is and stuff like that and decide. Hey, uh, Shiloh, I don't know if you're watching, but can you see your card here? Yeah, there it is, yeah. Um, but um, so we'll decide on Sunday whether we'll be live streaming or Zooming or meeting in person. Um, so let's see what happens. 
Um, yeah. Can I just say that it's really nice to see the Bergman family? Uh, you're speaking just for yourself, right? No, I'm speaking <laughs> for the majority of us. Okay. <laughs> We, we miss you guys lots and lots. <laughs> and hi, Danny and Miguel and family. Hi. And everyone else, of course. It should take him 52 seconds to come up the elevator. <laughs> so, yeah. I wanna wish you Merry Christmas. Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot I'm on Zoom. <laughs> I wish you. How many people are on here? How many guys are on Zoom? Eva? Uh, 29. Nice. That's like megachurch numbers, eh? And some I don't see and some I don't recognize. I like that dog in the Lucos family. Thank you, that's Penny. He's lovely. Dilna, have you been able to take us out of your spam? Oh. Yes, I got it out of my spam, yes. Very grateful. <laughs> is Alex there with you? Yeah, Alex is right there. Hi, Alex. Sorry we canceled the service on you. Thank you. It's good to be part of it. All right, here's Canada Post. <laughs> Am I supposed to open this on camera? You don't have to, but we just, this is from everybody in the, from the church. And sorry, we just want to say thank you for um, your time, your commitment, and your um, desire for pouring into us and um, your heart to raise us up and make us like Christ um, and display him and learn to walk. And um, it's something that you, you display Christ accurately in how you live your life. And it's something that we appreciate and that um, we can all learn more from you in that area. And now Jeevan is going to say something. I'm supposed to pray, right? Okay. Okay, guys, let's all shoot. Let's pray. Let's pray for Jacob. So if you want to raise your hand towards Jacob, where is Jacob? Oh, oh, yeah. oh okay. <laughs> okay, let's pray. <clears throat> Father, as a body, we come together and we bless Jacob, Abba. Thank you so much for placing him as a spiritual father over us, O oh Lord. So we acknowledge his place upon our life, Abba. Thank you. We bless Jacob and we are so grateful to you for you have placed Jacob in our life, Abba. We, we, we pray for protection. We pray for Abba, Abba for the next coming year, Abba. We, we, I pray for the expansion of the tent, O oh Lord. 
the expansion of the tender teaches how to take out the pegs that were already placed and take and move further steps uh, uh, and then establish and expand the tent dollar. Thank you, Abba. Um, we bless Jacob and we're so we're so uh, blessed by him, O oh Lord. I also pray that uh, Abba, for the next uh, year, uh, until next Christmas, Abba, that uh, you give him um, good health, that he runs much faster than what he has done all these years. We bless him, Abba. We are so, so happy and grateful for him. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, guys. I will... Uh... Thank you over the next two Sundays for who you are and set us up for 2022. I'm looking forward to either Zooming or meeting in person or live streaming. So bless you guys and uh, see you when I see you when the church meets next. Good night. Good night. Merry Christmas. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. Yeah, that's a good day. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Hi, everybody. Happy birthday and stuff like that. Merry Christmas.